about what to do. I don't know if we'll, we'll stay in this or not, but we're going to jump in here and, and uh, look at this text tonight. John chapter 21, John chapter 21, and uh, uh, really thinking and praying about uh, doing the miracles of Jesus and uh, looking at the miracles of Jesus. So I'm going to give you a little paper here. Um, and it kind of, it, uh, it makes note of all the miracles, um, in, in chronological order and, uh, how they were done. So I think I have enough for each family here. I hope it's big enough to read. I just copied out of a book that I was reading out of. That's in the chronological order of all the miracles that Jesus did that are recorded. We're going to read a scripture here. This is kind of like an introduction here to um, the miracles of Jesus. But if we look at this in John chapter 21... He begins, he makes a statement, and we'll use that as a thrust and just kind of give some thoughts about the miracles and, and uh, all of that there. So you can see there um, all the miracles talked about, uh, miracles that dealt with water, miracles that dealt with blindness and leprosy and food and fish, uh, and miracles that were requested. Miracles that were done on the Sabbath day. There were, I believe, seven miracles that were done on the Sabbath day. Uh, on the synagogue, the spirits, uh, male, uh, female, and then uh, miracles that were given that he told them not to tell anybody. And so just kind of thought about it, praying about it, and uh, so we'll just jump in here tonight and see, what, see how it goes. And, John chapter 21 and uh, verse number 25. The Bible says, uh, in verse 25, And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Think about that statement there, that there is not enough books in the world to contain all the miracles by which Jesus did. So let's look just a couple of things here tonight. Number one, let's look at the clarification of the miracles. He cleared, what, is, what did the miracles do? Why did Jesus do miracles? What was the purpose of his miracles? What was the purpose of of him doing these things. Uh, these supernatural acts were all done by the, by the will of God. Why did he do these things? Uh, uh, there's a couple reasons, I believe, that why Jesus did it. One was to glorify the Savior. When he came in, he wanted to make sure that he himself was glorified. There were many times, and in the New Testament, I believe in the book of Acts, there's someone who tries to take the glory from God. And he pays dearly for it. 
Uh, the glory belonged to God, and Jesus wanted to exemplify that when he, when he did a miracle. It wasn't about the apostles. It wasn't about the, 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 uh, the, the disciples. It was simply about the miracle glorifying God. And I look at it in our life that everything that we should do, everything that we do, we ought to bring glory to God. Amen. There are times when ultimately you do something, you get the glory for it. But ultimately, we ought to do it for the glory of God. So why the miracles? Now, just simply uh, to glorify God. Why the miracles? To confirm that he was Jesus. He wanted everybody to know who he was. I mean, we talked a little bit about that this morning and have talked about that in the book of Acts. He tried the signs that he gave to the Jews, but they still rejected that he was truly the Son of God. But you think about the miracles by which Jesus did. There were miracles. If you look back in the past, Elijah, Elijah and Elisha, those men did miracles and those men uh, parted waters. Those men uh, healed the sick. Those men uh, filled uh, pots of water up. Those men filled pots of oil up. Those men, uh, you know, had miracles that happened. Moses, Moses was able to do some miracles in the desert and with water and all of that kind of thing. So we look back and, and see how God did miracles with Daniel and the lion's den and David with Goliath and, and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with the fire and go through all of all the Old Testament saints. We see miracles being performed, but the miracles by which Jesus performed, it wasn't just a handful of them. And it wasn't just five or six of them. It was hundreds of miracles by which we see was to prove that he was the Son of God, that he was Jesus. Even on the cross, he completes a miracle. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. He could have said, man, go fly a kite, man. Go, go. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to die, and uh, you can die too. No, he, he simply cared enough that even at his dying breath, he was willing to, to have a miracle, if you will. Uh, it wanted this, the, why the miracles was to glorify the Savior, was to confirm that he was Jesus, but it was also to show his divine power. Even what did I think the disciples say one time in the miracles, even the winds and the sea, or the, even the winds obey his voice. I mean, and all the miracles, you think about what Jesus did, you think about the I, I first think of when I say the winds, I immediately go to the story of him being in the boat and the waves are crashing in and, the, and he's sleeping in the bottom of the boat and he wakes up and he's, peace be still. And the moment he did that, the waves quit, the clouds went away, the sun popped out in that sky and in just a moment with him speaking it, it happened. The power divine of the Lord. Uh, the miracle of the woman just touching his clothes and was healed. What a story that just touching his clothes would cause her to be healed. You know, think about, and I know that kind of, well, I, you know, if we decide to continue to go on the story of the miracles, we'll get into that message. But think about all those people that were touching Jesus, but she was the only one healed. Why wasn't anybody else healed? Because she had the faith that she would be healed. But that divine power, why the miracles? The miracles were to confirm that he was Jesus. The miracles were to confirm that, uh, to glorify the Savior, to show divine power. But it also 
was to educate us about faith. He tells his disciples that uh, faith of a grain of a mustard seed. You can say to that mountain over there, hey, over, go, go, move. Was the time that his disciples came to him and said, Jesus, we can't cast this demon out. And Jesus says, well, you, you know, a generation of vipers, I think he's what he says or something to that nature. And he's like, if you would fast and pray, that, that only comes by fasting and prayer, by being able to do that. He'd come to educate us about faith. When his disciples came to him, they didn't ask him how to preach. They didn't ask him, they didn't ask him how, to, uh, how, how, how to lace up your shoes and how to, how to walk and how to make sure you have food. They asked him how to pray because they knew Jesus, could, Jesus had faith enough to get through with his prayers. It came to educate us about faith. But look at my life. Look at your life. Is it not encouraging to read the miracles of Christ and see what Christ can do and has done? It ought to help encourage our faith. But then also this, miracles were to glorify the Savior. were confirmed that he was Jesus. It showed divine power. It was to educate us about faith. But miracles were not to entertain. Jesus did not set up a tent and charge people to come see him. Jesus went to them in the street. You know, you know if you've seen them, you've, I know you've seen them on TV or what, so, so have you. And they set up these tents and they charged to, charged to come see the faith healer. You know, if that faith healer really could faithly, faith heal people, he wouldn't be holding it out there. He'd be in the children's hospitals and, and praying and healing people with cancer. I mean, you, can, you go to the big hospitals and they have cancer wings and cancer hospitals and that's all they do. If they truly could heal people, that's exactly where they'd be. Jesus traveled and went. He went to the people. He went to where the people were. He did not do these as a magic trick to entertain people. He did this to glorify God. He did it so that we could see what Jesus was capable of and what he has done. What great things. So, number one, the clarification of the miracles. Number two, we see the calling of the miracles. What, the, what were the miracles called? Miracles were called signs. Miracles were called wonders. Uh, miracles were called uh, powerful and mighty works, uh, for the, which uh, the power is dynamite, uh, dynamic. Uh, mighty is, is, is virtue and power, and the sign is a miracle of God. And the, the word wonder is uh, extraordinary. These were what were called wonders and signs and wonders. Can you imagine being yourself back then and watching Jesus go through the neighborhoods and heal people just as he walked by? There were multiple times in the scriptures that people were just healed and it was a whole lump sum of people being healed. Jesus healed people. Jesus saved me. What a great miracle. I don't, you know, when I say that Jesus saves me and, uh, and washed my sins clean, I don't necessarily say, that was, I, man, I had a miracle happen to me. But truly, the greatest miracle of my life was June 14th, 1998, when Jesus called me and said, hey, you need to repent of your sins and get saved. That was the greatest miracle of my life. And the greatest miracle of your life 
is when Jesus saved you. What a great miracle it was. And truly, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. And we we may not call it a miracle in our own minds, but truly, salvation is a miracle. Grace is a miracle. Mercy is a miracle. Why would God save an old wicked sinner like Trenton? You know, I'll never be able to repay God for what he did for me. I'll never be able to do it. But do but you know what? God's not sitting there going, okay, Trenton, you owe me. Because that's not how grace works. Because that grace is an unmerited favor, which means he doesn't expect me to pay him back because it's already been paid for. What a great miracle that is. Amen. What a great miracle that is. We see the clarification and the calling of the miracle. And then lastly, number three, as I know it's kind of simple tonight, but just kind of introduction into the, in, into the miracles here, but is the counting of the miracles. You say, what do you mean? It is absolutely impossible to know exactly how many miracles Jesus did. There's no way to put a number on it. As John read where we opened up at, he says, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books. John's not saying this with certainty, but he's saying, I suppose it. I suppose that even all the books in the world. If you go to a, a library such as Port Arthur or Nederland, if you've ever been in there, those libraries are huge. The Port Arthur library is, is massive. And there's hundreds, thousands of books in that library. Can you imagine if every, every book in the library was written about all the miracles Jesus did? That library couldn't contain all the miracles Jesus did. There were many times in the scriptures when Jesus would heal people and the scripture would say, and he healed all the sick. So how is that? How can we equate that all the sick? How many people were there? How many sick were there? There could have been a thousand. There could have been 500. There could have been 10. But all we know is that when Jesus did one miracle, it always was following or after another miracle or or a miracle followed that one. So there's no way that we can put a number on it. But from what, from what I've read or what I've studied is that the best that we know is that there are 33 miracles recorded in the Scripture. Some of the miracles are similar. Some of the miracles are told in multiple of the Gospels. And so some of the Gospels uh, tell the same story. Some of the Gospels tell more of the story than other Gospels. But simply this is that those miracles ultimately... The counting's not done. So in the Scripture, we may say that there would be 33 miracles written in the Scriptures of the Gospels, but ultimately, the miracles of Jesus are not done. If someone gets saved, that's a miracle. Right? So his miracles are still counting. I don't know the number. But if you take every person that's lived and every person that has died from the time of the universe or time of uh, creation till now, 
And how many people were saved in that time period? Billions of people have been saved. Billions of miracles have been done. And the miracles are still being counted today. You sit there today having an answered prayer. Having something that God has intervened for in your life. And that's a miracle. And the counting continues. But I want to tell you, I want to be part of that counting. What do you mean, Brother Trent? I mean this. I want to make sure that I'm helping getting some of those miracles accomplished. I want answered prayer. There's not a soul in here tonight that says, nope, I don't want answered prayer. Everybody in this room, we want God to answer our prayer. We want God to work on our behalf. We want miracles to take place. We all want to be involved with that. We all want to be involved with someone getting saved. Someone, someone uh, get uh, an answered prayer. We want that. So, I want to keep that number going. I want to help him keep that number going. Very simple tonight. Just kind of an introduction to the miracles. My goal, if we, go, if we continue to go through this, would be to go through chronological. From, from the first miracle all the way to the end of the Gospels. And I, I kind of excited about it. But I, I, like I said, I just don't know for sure. But I think that this is what the Lord would have us to do. So this is where we're going to start. The miracles. The clarification. The calling. And... Lastly, was number three, I had to look at my notes again, the counting. All right, let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. I pray that you've blessed our time together.